Hi everyone, welcome to Career Chat. I'm your host, Grace Wyckoff. I'm a member of the class of 2023 here at DeSales and I'm a career ambassador. Get ready to hear from our professional staff, career ambassadors, members of the DeSales community, and of course, some very special guests. I look forward to all of us learning together. Now, let's jump right into it. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to this week's episode of Career Chat. Um, today, I have a very special guest that I personally am really excited about. Um, would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. My name is uh, Vinny Krapta. I am a DeSales alum. I graduated in 20, a Bachelor's of Science in Computer Science with a concentration in digital art. I love my time at DeSales. I loved this area so much because of DeSales, so I decided to move back. So I'm now an official Lehigh Valley resident, and I work in DEI and community engagement. That is so awesome. So do you want to tell us a little bit about how you ended up at DeSales in the first place and what you did during your time there? Sure. So funny story, I actually ended up just, I wasn't planning on going to DeSales. It it was a a school that my older brother had uh, looked into. So when I was on my college search, uh, we had gone with him to look at the school. And then when it was my turn to look at schools, my parents were like, let's just go check it out. So arrived at DeSales, was walking around campus, and it was an immediate feeling of knowing that I fit in there and that I loved the environment and the culture and everything about DeSales University. I I don't know if I've, I've set a record, but I probably toured DeSales about 10 times before I went there <laughs> because every time I would go visit, which was often, I would always go on a tour, sat in on classes, did an overnight with some of the current students to get a feel for DeSales. I don't know if if DeSales still does that, but I I took every opportunity to experience the school um, before I was ultimately accepted and and was there for my four years. So it holds a very special place in my heart, was very active in uh, the Advocacy and Community Service Office, um, which I'm still very active in. So yeah, I just, I mean, and I met many of my best friends there. So it was just a really great experience and I will always be a bulldog for the rest of my life. Well, that's awesome. It's so funny. I asked that question to everybody and a lot of people like say, oh, I kind of stumbled upon it, but everybody's so happy that they ended up here. So I just think that's funny that everybody kind of was a happy accident with the sales. Yes, it was a happy <laughs> accident. And I believe that everybody that goes to the sales was was drawn there for one reason or another and just meant to be. Yeah, totally. It's definitely a very welcoming environment for sure. So do you want to talk to us a little bit about why you're here today and what you're what you're here to talk about? The reason I'm here, so I uh, this past November, Career Development Office uh, hosted a panel. It was myself and two other alumni, and we were talking about belonging in the workplace. So the three of us all work in DEI and our, our respective organizations. So it was a great conversation. And at that panel, I was approached about this podcast and what I do. So I work for an organization called WAMBI. And WAMBI is a solution for healthcare organizations to transform culture and improve the experiences of their patients and employees. And it is a platform that allows patients and family members to share their gratitude for their care team, their nurses, their doctors, everybody involved in their hospital stay. Those employees of the organization, the hospital can also share gratitude for each other. So that's that's who I work for. And before I worked for Wambi, I actually worked in healthcare. So I used the product before I worked for the product. And I actually started as an account manager at Wambi. 
And uh, when COVID hit, um, a lot of things, like many organizations, a lot of things changed, things were shifted around. And I was tasked with hosting two internal programs a week. Um, all of our employees are remote. They were even remote before COVID, but now we were really not going to be able to see each other. And we wanted to keep everybody connected. So I was tasked with hosting um, two programs a week just to keep everybody kind of sane, for lack of a better word. And, and so it started from there. And that's really where my appreciation of caring for a community, engaging with a community, celebrating a community, that's where all of that came into play. And since then, my role has changed. So now I'm the senior community specialist at Mwambi, uh, where my priority is celebrating and embracing and and caring for our own employees, but I also do the same thing for our clients, for our hospitals, celebrating them, engaging with them, um, but also giving them tools to celebrate their employees as well. That is so awesome. I think that's a really, really like special job that you have where it's just about celebrating everybody and making everybody feel welcome. And I think that's really, really cool. It's super rewarding. I, I love what I do. I never, if you asked me five years ago, this is what I was going to be doing, I, I probably would have said, what's DEI? <laughs> um, because really, it, it's in the past five, 10 years, a lot of organizations, at least from what I've heard from other people who are in this field, it wasn't really top of mind. And now it is top of mind for a lot of organizations. And it's it's spreading like wildfire. Yeah, I was actually just going to ask you, like, do you mind defining DEI for somebody who's listening who might not be super familiar with it? Sure. So DEI stands for diversity, equity, and inclusion. And at its core, at its passion, it is celebrating others for what makes them unique. So celebrating the diversity. And that is everything from lifestyle to cultural background, but also a lot of people don't realize it's, it's diversity across the spectrum. So celebrating people who may have a disability. There's it, it ranges so far and wide, but it's all about helping others feel seen and celebrated and valued and allowing them to feel that they can bring their true authentic selves to not just the workforce, but everywhere, but making sure that they feel that they can be their true authentic selves every day of their lives. Yeah, that's so awesome because your workplace is such a big part of your life and a big like quantity of your day, you know, so feeling welcome there, I think is is really cool. Yeah. What kind of like sparked your interest into like, because you're clearly very passionate about this. So what really sparked your interest in this passion about DEI? You know, <laughs> I think it's something that I've always done. And something that I've always loved doing is making others feel welcome. So when I was at the sales, I uh, was a student mentor for the pre-orientation program uh, that Jamie Gerhardt holds at the beginning of every academic year. And that really sparked it where it's that feeling that you get when you're helping others and you're volunteering your time and you, at your core, you want to make somebody else's day easier and you want to make them breathe a little easier. Uh, so I will say the root of it is probably there. And when I started at my current organization, it was already something that I felt I was doing naturally for my team and, and Wambi's employees is acting as a source of comfort, even at the time, if it wasn't in my job description, but making everybody feel as welcome as possible, especially as we bring in new employees. So it's always been something that I've practiced and, and now, they're, they're, now there's a name for it, now there's a title for it. But I would say it just always sparked from a love of volunteering my time, opening up my heart to others and, and making them feel good about themselves. 
That is so nice. And it, that's really cool that you were doing it before it was, it was even a thing and people clearly yeah. saw that and now here you are. So that's really, really cool. Yeah. Um, How do you feel like you're impacting the people or anybody in, in this position? How do you feel like you're seeing that impact in the workforce? Like how is this role growing? How is, you know, your individual interactions, how are they being shaped by this role? That's a great question. So as far as how I see the role growing, it's now... From what I see and from what I hear, especially from uh, students at the sales who are getting ready to go into the workforce, it's not an uncommon question in an interview to ask someone, how are you celebrating your team? Um, what are different things you're doing to, to celebrate the diversity of the people that are coming into your organization? So I really see it becoming more and more commonplace across organizations across the board, which I think is great because it is something that uh, leaders at different companies need to be thinking about. It's, you know, of course, you know, everybody wants to retain their employees. And there are times when you'll ask a leader, how are you appreciating your team? And they think they are, but they're not. So it's it's also applying a lot to, to their planning. But I love that it is becoming more of a common, uh, it's more commonplace for, for leaders and organizations to do that. As far as myself and my own experiences, how I've seen it impact others. So I, I there's two sides to that. So to, to talk about the, the programming that I do, you know, it's people in all different departments, people of all different schedules in their day. So when I host a program, you know, sometimes I get five people, sometimes I get 15 people in a program. And one of my mentors in this realm, the one day she said to me, it's one of those things where it's, it's quality over quantity. So I may not get a room so to speak, full of people, because um, it's virtual. But the fact that somebody sees that you are doing something like that, that's what's important, that they're seeing that it's being done. And I've had people in the past send me emails and say, hey, I'm sorry, I can't make it, but I'm just so grateful that you're doing this. And another instance, I've had somebody this past November, November is Diabetes Awareness Month. And I had somebody on my team first reach out to me privately and say that they uh, have type 1 diabetes in November is such an important month to them and they want to share their story with the rest of the team and they wanted to think of ways to do that and so what we ultimately did was we recorded a zoom interview uh, where I asked her questions we had a conversation before I had to talk about what she was comfortable with sharing and how she wanted to share it and I was able to help her share her story and feel celebrated and that was just, I mean, that was just amazing for me. I, I love seeing that impact. And it's one of those things where like, I certainly don't expect anything in return. That's not why I do what I do. But when you, when somebody reaches out to you and they're like, thank you so much for, for doing this and for helping me do this and for helping me feel seen, that is, that's my why. That's what it's all about. That is so amazing. That is so sweet. And what a cool story and, and a way to to spread that story and that impact. Yeah. And I think it's really important that everybody feels seen. And the fact that so many people are having such a reaction to, you know, the work that you're doing and this role growing and this role existing at all means that there was like a problem to begin with, you know what I mean? And so I think it's really, really cool that this is now a whole new like role and in industry that people can tap into and in across all different industries and fields. I think that's really important. Yeah. So obviously college podcasts to sales university there, we have so many amazing student leaders on campus who are kind of like, 
like leadership, you know, leaders in training. Um, they're just starting to kind of dip their toes into the water of all of this. Maybe they want to be in a leadership position, you know, after college. What are some ways that you feel like either students or you feel like you've seen professionals do this that we as students can incorporate into our everyday student leadership roles and making people feel celebrated and seen and valued? Sure. The number one thing that I believe every leader should be is, is have some level level of vulnerability. If you open up, and I'm not saying you need to be an open book, but if you open up just a little bit, that will then create that safe space for the team that you were leading. You know, that you you want to make that air of, of, of safety, that safe space. That is number one. If somebody walks into a meeting and they feel like somebody else is closed off, they're not going to open up. But it's it's setting that example is is super important. Telling like one personal story that has to do with the conversation at hand can open up so many doors and just really open up the conversation. So I think if you start there, the rest is just going to be so harmonious. And not everybody is is going to be that way. You know, some people are a very closed book. But again, it goes back to that point of presenting something and knowing that it impacts somebody, even if you don't see it, the impact, you never know what somebody's feeling on the inside and what's going on in their minds. So that that I would say out of any other tactic that you read in a book um, or, or read in an article or anything at all, that vulnerability speaks volumes and will do more than you can even imagine. Yeah, that's a really good point. I think no matter what the, you know, hierarchy is, wherever you're working, it just like remembering that we're all people and that, you know, there's like a, a commonality and universality to that, that I think is important to remember. And it's not like such a hierarchy, right? Totally. At the end of the day, we all go home and, yeah. you know, we all are winding down after a day and it's that old phrase like, I put on my pants one leg at a time, just like everybody else. So we are all humans at the end of the day and we all face things and we all, you know, have our, our unique quirks and um, connection is connection is what you aim for. So yeah, definitely, definitely important. That's awesome. So do you have any resources or anything for people who might be trying to navigate this, who are like brand new to this field, or maybe even somebody who is listening to this and might want to do something like what you do? I love just going into LinkedIn and searching the role and reading people's job descriptions that, you know, they post in LinkedIn. That's a really great way to see what the role is, how different organizations uh, have that role, and and just starting there, doing that research. I personally think it's a lot easier than Googling it because Google might give you like a cut and dry definition of what the role is. But when you go in and you're looking at people who actually do that job, that's a really cool way to start thinking about it and seeing what the role entails. And then from there, don't be afraid to send people messages on LinkedIn or um, there are Instagram accounts out there. There are, there are podcasts that are just about DEI send messages and be like, hey, this is something that I'm trying to get into. Um, do you have, you know, do you have any resources or, you know, can I talk to you about this sometime and and just pick your brain? Don't be afraid to take that step because if you're like me and you're passionate about it and you know that there's somebody else who is also passionate about this, they're going to want to talk to you and guide you and, and give you the right tools. So that I, I highly encourage, don't be afraid to send that LinkedIn message, send that Instagram message, slide into the DMs and be like, I'm trying to get into DEI, you know, introduce yourself, of course, don't be like a total creeper sliding into somebody's DMs, don't do that. Um, 
<laughs> but that is, it's such an easy thing to do. I mean, I'm saying it because I did it. Mm -hmm. I was looking for mentors and I actually, there's somebody who also went into sales and, and she ended up uh, talking to me one day for half an hour. And she, you know, I asked her a bunch of questions and she showed me what she's doing. And, and that was really a great start off for me and just other people I've met through different networks and it was just super successful and I learned so much and you're always learning you know especially in DEI there are always new resources there's always new tools um, there's always something going on that you can learn about and put into your in your files and and make yourself even better at what you're doing so yeah, yeah. I I don't know if that last part made sense. No, that was great. I think that's a really good point too of like, I'm a big fan of cold messaging people on LinkedIn. And so um, like, I feel like also the people who are as passionate about this as you are and are in a role like you, like they're just, they're the helpers. They're the nice people. They're going to want to talk to you. They're going to want to help you. You're so not going to, if, if you meet like an angry person who works in DEI, like they might not be, they should be working in DEI <laughs> is all I have to say about that. There's, yeah. Chances are the person who's working in DEI is going to be really nice. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. That's so awesome. Oh my gosh. Okay. So if you could have one piece of general advice for either someone who is trying to be a better leader in this way, or maybe somebody who like is looking for a leader that way, like what was, what would that piece of advice be? As, as far as advice for leaders, and if you're a leader who has never thought about this, um, or hasn't really looked into DEI yet. First, I mean, the vulnerability thing that I was talking about, that's great. Do that. Educating yourself. LinkedIn offers what's called LinkedIn Learning, where there are courses on, on how to incorporate this into your organization. Those are great. I've listened and taken a lot of those courses, and they are awesome. And they're um, most of them are presented by leaders who were in the same place that you were. So as far as leaders, it's, it's educating yourself and, and really looking into what your first steps can be. And if you don't have somebody that works for your organization to to celebrate your community and, and have a DEI position, do that too. What was the second part of, of your question? Somebody who's like looking for a leader like that, who maybe is in like a little bit of a negative environment or somebody who is just feels like they're missing that celebration and value in their, in their workplace. Great. So for somebody who is, is looking for a workplace where they want to feel safe and where they can bring their true authentic selves to work. It's it's asking those questions in an interview. So saying, you know, how are, do you have any um, ERG or affinity groups in your organization, which are groups for very specific different diversity groups? So there are organizations that have ones that are specific for, just to put some out there for women of color or for people who are queer. So those are affinity and ERG groups. Asking if an organization has those. Also um, asking about your, your DEI efforts at your organization. Uh, what are some different things that you do at your, your company? Those are, those are two great questions. Those will tell you so much. So I highly suggest, highly suggest taking that step. Yeah, I never really thought to like ask in an interview, um, but I feel like they're also super new. So I feel like that's a good thing for people, people to become aware of now as kind of like the next generation starts moving into the workforce too. Yeah, they're they're super new. And I will also say if you were in an organization and you 
want to start something like that, bring it up to your manager. Um, they may have you, I mean, most likely you'll have the conversation with HR to start something like that because it's the stuff that you could be taking doing that, again, could be impacting so many people at that organization and just be a world of good. Yeah, well, for sure. Um, I always end with this question. I ask everybody, everybody this question. I think it brings out some really like interesting answers, but how has learning and now educating about this changed you as a person, as a student, and as a professional? There's this, this saying that is speak with love. So it has really taught me how to really listen to somebody because listening is a huge part of this. I always say, especially when like, my friends ask me for advice or, or anything in that realm, it's, you know, I may not have the answers, but I'm always here to listen. So it has taught me how to listen on a totally different level, on a higher level, but it has also taught me how to speak with more more love. You should always choose your words carefully, choose what you present carefully. I am one who always puts myself in somebody else's shoes and thinks on two sides of a, a scenario. So it has overall has made me so much more empathetic for, for somebody else and where they're standing. That is so awesome. I think something that, that everybody could take a little piece of into their school life, their work life, their personal life. Um, and so I'm so glad that, you know, you've really found your place here and you're now able to educate other people about um, this whole industry and this whole field. Definitely. Yeah. So I will give you kind of the closing thoughts if there's anything else you want to say. And if not, I will close us out. I will say anybody you run into can be facing a battle that you know nothing about. So again, always speak with love. Always put yourself in somebody else's shoes. I'll also say if you are at an organization and this is something that you want to tap into and learn more about, don't be afraid to bring that up to your leadership and, and your manager and say like, hey, I would love to learn, learn more about this and try more of this out because chances are they want to fully embrace this. So anything not just DEI but anything that you're passionate about tap into that and and learn as much as you can about it everybody should be able to have their dream job and I have my dream job and it was it was just a matter of learning and asking questions and immersing myself in it and really figuring out what I'm passionate about that is so awesome and I just want to say a big thank you to you for coming on here I think when you spoke on the panel, it like really, it really hit with so many people in the room. And I think now like listening to you talk about this has been so impactful and I think is going to really be impactful as a student leader. This is something that even just since I've heard you talk, I've been like taking into my work. And so I just really appreciate you coming on here and talking about this so we can now share it with even more people. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Career Chat. Make sure to follow the DeSales Career Development Center on Instagram, Facebook, and Snapchat to keep up with all the wonderful things happening, including this podcast. I look forward to seeing you in the Career Center.